0: Welcome to The Design Diaries, a podcast for creatives, freelancers, and business owners looking for candid conversations and real advice. I'm Melissa, self taught designer, turned freelancer, and now studio owner, here to share my experiences and help you reach your goals. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I know there's been a really odd delay between the launch of season three and this new episode. Reason being is I moved apartments recently and I didn't calculate when I made the move from Manhattan to Brooklyn that it would actually be noisier on my new apartment. Not so much noisier, but I am closer to the ground than I was before. I used to be on like the top floor. Now I'm closer to the street, which is totally fine, but it means that you guys will probably have to hear many many cars and random noises from the street and from the outside environment that you maybe didn't hear previously so apologies in advance for those noises but the show must go on and I'm really excited to stop focusing and fixating on being perfect and fixating on you know what's going wrong or little disturbances and actually focus on what's important which is getting you guys really good advice and tips and stories and just enjoying the process of having a podcast which is like my whole point when creating design diaries. So today we're talking about how I found my design style. This is going to be half me telling a story of how I came to find my style and then also me drawing tips from my story to hopefully give you actionable advice and help you develop your own. So long story short with my design style, And I feel like it's very similar to a lot of people's journeys Um, as creatives. I started out very much heavily referencing other people's work. And I say referencing, not copying, because it wasn't like I was out here taking people's existing designs and then just literally pasting and recreating it directly in illustrator that wasn't the case it was more so like i saw certain fonts being you know really popular and i was like let me just use those fonts or i saw certain shapes or certain colors or certain like aesthetics essentially that i saw that were really really popular and i was like okay let me use that for my designs so i was designing and still using like my my design thinking to optimize my layouts and like you know create different types of um The flows and but I wasn't doing any of the actual thinking with regards to like what font would really work for this and like what color palettes would really complement what I'm trying to create here just things of that nature and also when it came to the clients that I was working with I really gave up all creative control and so whatever that they said that they wanted I would just apply and so the issue with that was I was really taking my own judgment out of the equation early early on Which I think is totally normal for somebody who, you know, was self-taught and didn't have a ton of, you know, expertise and felt very shaky about enforcing their own opinion or creating an opinion because I was worried that it was going to be wrong. So that was my situation in the very beginning. How I made the steps to actually start developing a style was I started to recognize which types of projects came more naturally to me than others. I started to uh, create more content on Instagram, and it was becoming a huge time suck to have to reference Inspo material for every single piece that I was designing on Instagram or every single piece that I was designing for my clients. And so eventually, just for time's sake and efficiency, I started to design things without any inspiration, without any source material, and then just tried to create something that I was happy with. And as I started to do that, I started to notice some patterns and running my patterns, I started to gravitate to certain fonts more without having to reference anything. I started to create color combinations for these posts, you know, for miscellaneous collateral that was generated from my own ideas. And I started to form opinions on those creations about, you know, I think that's too cluttered, or I think this is too minimal. And once I allowed myself to actually Engage with my work rather than just creating it and sending it off. I was able to actually realize that I have a style, and so what I mean by that, and what that means for you potentially, if you're if you're trying to develop your style further, is try and design in a vacuum, which I know is really really hard to say because we are constantly consuming stuff. You know, we're on Instagram, we're on Pinterest, we're on Behance, all that stuff, but. Try and create some passion projects, or trying to try to create some some posters for an artist that you like, or something, and and make something that you probably won't post or you probably won't show to anybody. But see what happens when you design without that external focus. See what happens when you design that's purely based off of like your flow and your creative thinking. And when you do that, and when you are creating where like like the client is yourself, essentially, you're able to actually take out everybody else's opinions and you have to only trust your own. And I think that's when a design style becomes really relevant. Design style, if you really think about it, when you boil it down, is it's just a creative's preferences and design signature with their way of strategy or like their strategic thinking and application of, of elements. So in order to actually figure out what your signature is, you have to put, you know, the pen in your own hand and you have to sign it. And so not to get too heavy into the metaphors here, but I just think that it's so easy to to conflate style with aesthetic. And I don't think that any creative necessarily has to have a design aesthetic that they only work. And I think that's very limiting, but I do think that style comes from just the way that you approach things, like the way that you tend to work when you're presented with a project, when you're presented with information, you can have a client that is like a beauty brand and it's supposed to be like very um, fun and colorful. And then you can have, you know, maybe a corporate client that's very clean and modern. And you can apply your design style to both of those clients. Why? Because it's not a design aesthetic that you're married to, but it's more like like my design style, for example, is I really like to use color. And I like to use typography to complement the color palette that I use. And then usually um, the way that I use layouts and the way that I use space is is like the third tier. So I have like a hierarchy of how I like to to use things. And so that's my style. And you can also see my style in the way that I like to use white space in like the way that I approach my layouts. I I just think that type of, of style technique, if you can call it that, has allowed me to have an established kind of like brand signature without limiting myself to aesthetics. So I can experiment with different, you know, fonts. I can experiment with different, you know, shapes and different ways of approaching projects. And I can experiment with different client types. And it gives me a lot of freedom. But I'm still like known if heavily quotes, but I'm still known for a certain style because of that consistency that I built with the projects that I showcase on my Instagram, the projects that I showcase on my website. So how I got there is essentially just iterating and allowing myself to take more control to create you know more opinions on the work that I was doing um, and also shying away and resisting looking outside for inspiration or thinking too much about what other people thought was good or too much about what other people might you know criticize the more that you can focus on your own opinion and how you feel about your work, I think the more you'll realize that your style, is there is just being hidden by your aim to like people, please, or, or your, maybe like your insecurity or your hesitancy, your hesitancy, is that a word? Um, you know, to, to really put yourself out there because it's hard to, you know, say like, this is how I design. Like this is me in a design. That's really what design style is. And that's really hard to do. But I think if you can start, you know, little by little, so just designing some pockets of of work that maybe you don't show anybody that is just all about what you like and what felt good to you. And then slowly create more work and more work. And then maybe infuse some of that into your client work. And then after that infuse some of it into all of your content. And then pretty soon your portfolio is going to be populated with only work that feels really authentic to you. And then you can start to apply your design style as a qualifier or as a a requirement for projects. So the client wants to work with you, they have to be on board with your design style. They have to be familiar with it. And then all of a sudden you have a niche, you have like a brand um, signature and you're designing brands that feel really authentic to you. So it is a process that's not, Easy. It's not something that I can just send you like a Cosmo quiz and you know pop style design style. I wish it was that easy, but it is a situation where I think it's it's an expression of identity mixed with your skill set, mixed with your your preference. So it's it's a really really fun process. It's a longer process than I mean maybe might be wanting from this episode, but it's a process that's really fun. I think so what I discovered about myself when I was figuring out my design style was that I am a lot more playful of a person and designer than I originally thought. When I was first designing, a lot of what I was doing was like a little bit more serious. But then very soon, as soon as I started to do passion projects, everything that I was creating was like really playful and really fun. And all of a sudden, all of the things that I was creating had like tons of color. And this was a shock to me because my closet was mainly black and white, mainly neutrals and any bedroom that I've, you know, had in college, for example, it was minimally decorated. Usually had, you know, maybe a pop of blue or something there, but really, really not a lot of playfulness going on with like my, my personal style. So I was really shocked when I was designing things and just seeing what ideas came to mind, um, that there that was just so colorful and there was just so many elements. It was very maximalist slash minimalist at the same time. And it was really, really cool to discover that that I actually am more fun of a person than I thought I could be. And then after discovering that my that about myself with my design style or with my work, I really started to embrace that. And so with my business, if you are familiar with me or if you've you know been following me for a long time, the very, very beginning of ATN design, back when I was just Alyssa Wynn design, the the language that I was using, like for the copy, the captions, the the web, like everything about the brand was so serious because I I thought that's what I had to be in order to get clients. I thought that I had to be really professional and seem more mature and older than I was. Um, and so I was really, I really created a brand that was like devoid of my personality completely. So after I realized that my design style was really fun I actually leaned into it and I was like, you know, if I enjoy making fun designs and playful designs and I want to work with playful founders, I want to work with playful brands, then my brand itself should also be playful and it should reflect that. And so it was really cool that my discovery of my design style also went hand in hand with me sort of embracing my identity as a as a business and as a founder and also as maybe like a social media personality, if you want to call me that. But so so. It's a process that is grueling. It's a little bit weird. It It's something that is very personal to you and it's way easier said than done. But I think it's a really, really fun process. And I think it's something that you should really enjoy as you embark on it. And it'll take some time, obviously. And it's going to be really frustrating. And it's not going to be linear. There's going to be moments when you're like, maybe this is my design style. And then you you know, look at it a month later and you're like, mm, that was definitely not it. And that's going to happen a couple of times. And and also your, your design style can change. It can change a lot. Um, but what's important is that the style isn't so much like, like I mentioned, an aesthetic, or it's not so much a rigid signature that you you can't necessarily like change or adapt without some like formal overhaul. It's important to emphasize for me that the design style should be about how your creativity translates onto your designs or onto your work. Um, And I think that the design style will become apparent to you if you do the exercises that I mentioned where you just are designing for yourself or paying attention to how how your designs turn out whenever you're given maybe like less less directions or less guidelines for your briefs or how your designs turn out when you are you know, testing out new aesthetics. Because if you are trying to design a bunch of different aesthetics to maybe figure out what kind of aesthetic that you like, you might find that if you create one post and you design it in five different aesthetics, you might see that there's, there's still some continuity between all five different versions of the same post. Maybe like the way that you approach type and scale is like the same, or maybe the way that you approach textures is the same. Maybe it's the way that you approach... Um, colors and contrast is very similar and that can be your signature that can be something that you know about yourself and so I also encourage you to to give yourself some flowers whenever you are are in this journey of like designing for yourself and designing things with freedom allow yourself to like look at the work that you're doing uh, like as you do it and like, oh, I really, you know, liked this piece of work. It felt aligned to me because of X, Y, and Z, but I didn't love this part of it. And then ask yourself, why didn't I like it? And it's like, oh well, because it's not something that I would really do. I got that from X, Y, Z. And it's really important that you have that self-reflection, that you have that introspection in order to um, you know, find something that's like genuinely unique to you and not and not something that you are attaching yourself to out of any external reason or ulterior motive. So let me summarize my tips for you now that we're at the end of the episode, because I know I went a little bit of a ramble. Number one is your design style is not a design aesthetic. It is not a rigid structure that will you know, prevent you from designing the way that you want to design. That's the first thing to keep in mind. So the second thing is your design style is like your way of thinking. It's like the way that you approach designs, no matter the aesthetic, no matter the content, no matter the client. And so what that means is you have to pay attention to the way that you approach different problems and how you come up with solutions. So what that means is you have to put yourself into a bunch of different scenarios in order to find those trends. So what that means is you need to create as many different projects as you can, whether they be paid or unpaid. Just try and create tons of different pieces of work, tons of different forms of collateral and see and reflect on what types of trends you're seeing in your work and see if you can almost like reverse engineer your design thinking and see what lines of similarities that you can draw between very, very different pieces of work. And then the last thing that I will say too is after you have done the work of you know, dissecting everything that you've done and really thinking about all of this work that you've put into building your style, never stop doing that. I think it's really important that you, that we as creatives never get too comfortable just sitting into something. So for example, I have I found my design style, you know, a, a while ago, you could say two years ago, but I'm still doing the exact same thing that I was doing at the very start. So I'm always designing for fun with every single Instagram post, every single carousel or every single like mock project that I do. I am constantly testing myself to see if the way that I like to think about it, like, white space and, and padding and the way that I like to approach, I don't know, like photos and, and textures are different. And, and what I've seen as I've looked at my portfolio is they have actually changed my design skills, my design thinking have really elevated since the very beginning. And that's really fun to see. So you always want to keep searching or keep developing that design style. You keep wanting to check in with yourself to make sure that the work you're doing is actually still aligned and not just something that was aligned with you a year ago. So I guess I should retitle the episode, like how I am finding my design sound, not like past tense. Cause it's, it's something that I'm constantly doing in the present. I'm doing it very actively all the time, but those are my tips. I know this was more, probably a more abstract episode than you were hoping. There isn't, you know, any sort of roadmap that I can give you, although I wish I could. Um, but I, I hope you have a lot of fun figuring out like who you are as a designer and and what your design signature is. And I really, really hope to see some examples of what you guys create on Instagram. If you have any interest in connecting with me, please, please follow my Instagram at the design diaries podcast or at 18 and design on Instagram. Again, also, if you are interested in leaving us a review on Spotify, on Apple podcasts, Please follow us subscribe to us so that way as we talk about more things cover more issues tell more stories you are here for all of it thanks so much for listening and i'll catch you in the next one bye thanks for listening to the design diaries we'll catch you on the next episode